Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. Hello again, I'm Corey McKenna, and welcome to Fishing at the Falls on TCC Radio, a series providing exclusive coverage of extreme team missions in Niagara Falls with the Cross Current. This time in part two, called Extreme Mentoring, We'll introduce you to the who of Extreme Team Missions, the faithful men and women who serve Christ by equipping his followers for the vital work of evangelism. And to seed your thinking, I invite you to think back, back to that miraculous moment when God's grace touched your life and you were given the faith to believe who Jesus really is. My guess is that another Christ follower took the time to equip you by example to take the necessary baby steps in your new walk with Christ. You were equipped by example to pray and read your Bible. You were equipped by example to attend worship services and sit under the teaching of sound doctrine. But, but did anyone really equip you by example to actually share Christ with others? Oh, they likely talked to you about the importance of it, but just like Jesus, did anyone actually walk as they talked by demonstrating for you firsthand exactly how to go and preach the gospel? If you answered no to that question, then we're a lot alike. It saddens me to say that even as a pastor, I was preaching evangelism, I was teaching evangelism, but I simply wasn't evangelizing. And it wasn't until I was saved for many years that God helped me realize that I needed a missions mentor, not just to be a faithful disciple myself, but to actually make disciples who'd also go and equip others to go for the glory of Christ. And God led me to Los Angeles, California of all places, to find just the mentor I needed, a former LAPD deputy sheriff by the name of Tony Miano, who I've since come to call Tony the Tiger. And let me give you a little background to make sense of the nickname. When I was younger, I wanted to buy a pet tiger. So, I did a bit of basic research to get a handle on what's involved. It seems that the tiger kitten is immediately removed from its mother at birth to be raised in a human household. And as it grows bigger, it actually becomes domesticated without any knowledge of its true identity and killer instinct. Generally speaking, it just behaves like a big kitty cat. However, this kitty also comes with a big warning. If that tamed tiger so much as sees another true tiger... It instantly realizes what it really is. It instantly understands the fierce power it was created to have. And it instantly becomes an untamed force to be reckoned with. So, no trips to the zoo with your new pet tiger. Well, as somewhat of a tamed tiger myself, 
Los Angeles was a lot like my personal trip to the zoo. And Tony was the true tiger that the Lord would have me meet. And that's why I have come to call Tony Miano, Tony the Tiger. When I saw Tony set the example by stepping out in fierce faith, giving out gospel tracts, witnessing one-to-one, and yes, even preaching Christ in the open air, by God's grace, I instantly realized who I am in Christ and the power he has recreated me to have, and I've never been the same since. Well, Extreme Team Missions will expose you to evangelism tigers in your own life and witness, all in the hope that the Lord will in turn use you to be a tiger in someone else's life because that's how disciple making continues. So, now that I've talked up the importance of extreme mentoring here in the studio, let me tee up what you're about to hear on the street as we again take you fishing at the falls with us. First, you'll hear raw footage of two tigers of the faith who travel full-time preaching the gospel. The first is American Mike Stockwell of cross-country evangelism, and the second is Canadian Chris Sipley of Jeremiah Cry. It's our prayer that the Lord will use both men to awaken in you a fierce faith for Him. Next, you'll hear a few new open-air preachers who've been mentored under our ministry. Finally, we'll again wrap up with a few testimonies from other Christ followers who went fishing at the falls with us. Only this time, they'll be giving God glory for the mentoring they've received at Extreme Team Missions with TCC. And now, let's again go fishing at the falls. We're out here because uh, we have the message of good news for you. But so many people today are caught up in the things of this world. We know you want to enjoy Niagara Falls. But remember this, that the Bible says that whoever loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. If you love all the things that glitter and gold and sparkle, think about your life. Think about what is important in your life. We're not saying you can't have a good time. We can't say you can't enjoy yourself. But the Bible says this, It says, love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life are not of the Father, but are of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust thereof. But he who does the will of God abides forever. It's all going to burn up someday. So we want you to to think about your life, think about your destiny, think about your eternity, that one day God will take you out of this life and you will stand before him. The Bible says that it is appointed for a man once to die and after this the judgment. You will stand before God for every thought, word, and deed that you've ever done. And we come out here to warn you because love warns people. The most loving thing we can do is say, Mr. Wait, life is short. What are you doing with the time that God has given you? So many people think because they got up this morning that they will get up tomorrow morning. And you are not guaranteed another day. The Bible says that there's a way that seems right to a man but the end, therefore, is death. You can be sincere and think you're on the right path, worshiping the right 
right person or whatever it is. But you can be sincerely wrong. Because there is only one way to life. There is only one way to have your sins forgiven. Your sin makes you an enemy of God. The wages of your sin is death. And the soul that sins, it shall die. Sin is breaking God's law. Every time you've broken God's law, you're stirring up wrath for the day of wrath. Every time you've lied, every time you've stolen, every time you've looked with lust or had sex outside of marriage, every time you use God's name in vain as a curse word, every idle word that a man speaks, he's going to give an account. And if you've broken just one of the commandments, you are guilty of breaking them all. And woe to you today, if your sins have not been forgiven, if you are not covered under the blood of Jesus Christ, if you have not been reconciled unto the God that gave you life, and if you strut down the street thinking somehow that you're too good to be damned, woe to you. Everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. So we warn you today to think about your eternal destiny. Think about where you're going to be when life is over. There's a judgment day. And we come out here to tell you that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But that the wicked would turn from their sins and put their faith in Christ alone. But if you continue on your path, there is sure judgment and there is sure wrath of God that awaits you in a place called hell where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Woe to you today if you think that you're good somehow or your good works will save you. You're not good and your good works will not save you. You need a savior. And God in his mercy so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Jesus Christ might be saved. He who believes in the son is not condemned, but he who believes not is condemned already. Oh, we come at it today to warn you that this is the condemnation. That light came into the world, but men love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. But there is mercy, there is forgiveness through Jesus Christ today. Jesus Christ came. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man can come to the Father but by me. The gospel is good news, folks. That's why we're out here, that you can be reconciled back to God, and there is salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus. God became a man. He stepped off of his throne in glory and came to this earth to lay down his life for guilty sinners. And he was obedient to death, Jesus Christ. He was obedient to death, even the death of a cross. And God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's the good news today, folks, that you can be reconciled, that you can be made right through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Well, good afternoon, folks. My name is Chris, and I've come here today to share with you the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've come here today to bring to you a message 
of good news and hope. That's what the gospel means. It's a very simple word that means good news. And it is the good news that God has demonstrated His love toward us in this. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But there is a sense in which that is not good news. Because in order to have forgiveness, you have to have crime. You have to have a, a standard that has been broken. God has made each and every one of us in His image. We are all made in the image of a loving Creator. And we all know right from wrong. God has written eternity upon our hearts. And there is a day appointed. There is a coming day in which each and every one of us will stand before God and give an account of our lives. And we're here today to ask you, on that day, where will you be? Because there are only two places where you can be on that day. One of them is heaven, where those who are perfect dwell with God. And the other is hell, where people get what they deserve for their sins. And we're all sinners, more than we would ever dare to realize. And even those who would dare profess that they're sinners don't realize how wicked they really are. None of us do. Because in order to have a perfect perception of sin, you have to have a perfect perception of what's right. And God is perfect. He's perfect in what's right. He's perfect in His love of it. He's perfect in His standards. And He's written them upon your heart. His Ten Commandments tell us what is good. He's told us what is good. But they don't make a man good. They only show him where he's sinned, where he's fallen short of the glory of God. Sin is falling short of the glory of God. It's a term. It's an archery term, meaning to miss the mark. So if you were trying to hit it and you missed, it's sin. If you missed it by a mile, it's sin. If you turned around and shot the other way, it's sin. Sin is transgression of God's laws, and each and every one of you has sinned. Every lie you've told, God's heard it. Every lustful thought you've had when you're alone looking at things that you think nobody sees you doing, He's seen it. Every greedy thought, every prideful thought, every selfish thought, every way of our lives is sin against God. It even says that our righteous deeds are filthy in His sight. That there's not a man on the earth who does good and does not sin. We're all together sinful. But you know what the problem is? We think that we're good enough for God. We say, God knows my heart. He knows I'm a good person. Well, you got one thing right. God does know your heart. And He knows you're not a good person. He knows the lustful thoughts that nobody else sees. All those thoughts that you wouldn't want anyone to know about. God sees it and He will bring it into an account. This is why it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. We're here today to try to show you that you're lost. Because Jesus Christ said He came to seek 
and to save the lost. Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, lived a perfect life for 33 years that you could not live for 33 seconds. And he went to the cross and he bore the sins of his own. And he was crushed by his father. You see, God was pleased to crush his own son for sins that he never committed. That is a warning that if God is pleased to crush his son for sins he never committed, that he will most certainly crush those who will not repent. Jesus Christ, he suffered, he died, he was crucified for our sins. He was buried and on the third day he rose again from the dead. He has ascended into heaven where he sits at the right hand of his Father and he is coming again to judge the world in righteousness. But God commands you this day to repent because Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he will judge you. And you do not have what it takes to stand before God. But he will give it to you freely as a gift. Humble yourself this day. Turn from your sins and trust in Jesus Christ. Your sin is great. God's grace is greater. Christ died for our sins. Repent and believe in the gospel. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. We all know that Canada needs Christ, yet how are the lost to believe in him of whom they have never heard? That's why we're asking like-minded Christ followers in Canada, will you help here at home with the cross current? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to raise the minimum support necessary to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to launch a new online training platform and release a new radio program to reach more youth and young adults for Christ, we need your support. As you pray for us, would you consider sowing into our ministry and then go to helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A and give. We thank God for you and your partnership in his gospel. All right, everybody. So I'm Eric and I'm with Harvest Waterloo Region. I just got something to share for you all. It changed my life. All right. So this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 to 17. But thanks be to God, who always puts us on display in Christ and spreads through us every place that sent the scent of knowing Him. For to God we are, we are the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To some who are the scent of death leading to death, but to others, a scent of life leading to life. And, and who is complete... And who is competent for this? For we are not like, for we are not like the many, who make a trade in God's message for profit. But as those who sincerely we speak in Christ, as for God and before God, as from God and before God. Should I read the gospel tract? All right, I've got a million-dollar question for you all here. 
Where will you spend eternity? The Bible says that the price of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So how many times have you sinned? How many times have you lied, lusted, stolen, and hated? Use God's name in vain, because every time you have, you've sinned against a holy and a holy God, aligning yourself from Him. Even your thinking is against Him. You will face a second death, which is eternal, which is eternity in the lake of fire. Taking them as God's wrath against sinners, upon himself he shed his blood and died on the cross in a place of sinners, and then he rose from the grave, defeating sin and death, just as the scriptures foretold that he would. To be reconciled to God, you must repent and trust that Jesus died for your sins. Your sins will be forgiven and God will grant you eternal life and you will spend forever with him in heaven. Isn't that awesome? Well, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Harry and I'm out sharing some real good news that while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Gospel means good news. It's good news for all of us. Uh, as a Christian, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is John 1. The first chapter of John, I'm just going to quote the three verses. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word, they, it talks about Jesus. He was with God, and he, it was the Word, Jesus Christ, that created all things, and without Him was nothing created that was made. Only God can create, and that's Jesus Christ. He is the Creator. And then He's also a Savior. As we read further, He came with the purpose to make many sons of God. So, and that denotes salvation. We can become sons and daughters of God through Jesus Christ. That was His purpose, to come on, on earth. In the book of Isaiah, we read something along the same line. And this is what it says in Isaiah. Jesus says to himself, I made the earth and created man on it. It was my hands that stretched out the heavens and I commanded all their hosts. God says that of himself, that's Jesus. There is no other God besides me, he says. I am a righteous God and a savior. There is none beside me. Then God says, turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth. That's a call for all humanity to come to Jesus Christ. For I am God and there is no one else. So we see there is only one God, one creator of all. There's only the one savior and that's Jesus Christ. So there are these four exclusive, one God, one creator, one savior, and then note one way to get to heaven, one way of salvation. So receive that gift of salvation that only Jesus Christ can give you. How has the uh, the hands-on mentoring you've received here helped you to more faithfully go and preach the gospel? I really like how um, Crosscurrent especially, they're just kind of lighting a fire under our behinds. Uh, the the hands-on mentoring has really helped me in a way to get me more bold and out there to share the gospel. It's really given me a want to uh, spread the word and let people know. Before I was a little more shy about my faith and here I just realized the need that's out there on the streets. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a blessing to be be with these guys here. So first of all, just the example of everyone giving out tracks, witnessing and watching people preach was fantastic. Just uh, being really good examples and showing us um, just good witness um, on, on how to uh, just react or interact with people. was uh, really helpful for me to see how it's done because um, without actually seeing it, it's uh, to go out on your own is like for me would be impossible but through this process um, uh, God's just working 
through it, I think. It's not a really easy thing for me to do, but it's given me encouragement as well to be able to see everybody else here sharing their faith and sharing the gospel and doing it with such with such boldness. It's really encouraged me um, to be challenged to be able to do the same. And made me feel, you know, this was what uh, God wants done and what He wants me to do at this point in my life, and I certainly wish I had done it earlier in my life. You know, I read God's Word and I go, what am I sitting here on the couch for by myself? There's other people that are probably doing the same thing I'm doing, and now that we've gotten together, we can come out here and with some passion. With, you know, the stuff that we've studied, cross-current stuff, um, it's it's great because it's equipping us and it's, and it's making it simple. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated to get the truth across. And The world is desperate for something that they don't have. And that is, the only thing they can get is through the gospel. This summer, we invite you to take your church The question is, where will you spend eternity? to the extreme. Extreme Team Missions with TCC allow you and your church to receive personal mentoring from some of the most experienced evangelists and open-air preachers in Canada. Do you think if you died today that you'd go to heaven? For more information on enlisting your team, visit thecrosscurrent.com slash Extreme Team Missions. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. Hi, this is Kirk Cameron, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Thanks again for tuning in to Fishing at the Falls on TCC Radio, our exclusive coverage of Extreme Team Missions with the Cross Current. In part one called Extreme Missions, we set the stage by giving you the what, the big picture purpose of Extreme Team Missions with TCC. And in this part two called Extreme Mentoring, we introduced you to the who of Extreme Team Missions, the faithful men and women who serve Christ by equipping his followers for the vital work of evangelism. Make sure to join us next time for part three called Extreme Momentum, when we'll talk the why of Extreme Team Missions, the importance of growing a gospel groundswell in your church that'll move all saints to normalize sharing Christ in every personal and community relationship. In the meantime, you can visit us online at tccradio.com to hear this podcast and to access all resources related to this episode. I'm Corey McKenna, in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us 
visit helphear.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.